Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 50! Yay, episode 50! The show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine, and with me tonight is me, myself, and I, actually. It's a solo jazzy cast. If I like this format of me just doing episodes alone, I I might just keep it, actually. It's kind of fun. Um, But yeah, it's uh, Skywalker in the chat says claps. I'm not truly alone. Uh, I've got Discord open and a nice little audience listening in, celebrating along with me for 50 episodes and one year literally i think to the day almost to the day of dear jazzy so before we get into the actual like nitty-gritty of the show i just want to say like thank you to everyone who has downloaded and enjoyed the show um to the patrons that have thrown money at me to the people who hang out in discord um everyone you have made this show possible, and I know it's super cliche to say that, but we would not be 50 episodes in and a year in had there not been like such a overwhelmingly positive response to the show. So thank you so, so, so much. I cannot say it enough, so I'm just going to stop saying it because ju- we're just going to be here all night and no one wants that. Or maybe you do, in which case, that's why I'm here, baby. All right. Before we get into it, we have a Patreon, and we always do the Patreon first. I hope I'm not going to yawn. Suppress it. I did it. I suppressed it. Thank you very much. In the $1 vanilla tier, which gets you a username shout-out on the show, we have Damia, Fluffy Nate, Gosh Cheeks, Race Star, and Tone Cluster. In the $5 Kingster tier, we have AB Michael, Brya, Casa, Juicebox, Maxi, Skywalker, and the Starling Family. Fuck yeah. Got it. Um, that gives that gets you not only a username shout out, but also a set of porn little photo shoot shots that I do once a month delivered via Discord channel. In the $10 fascist tier, we have Ishi and Scotia. Uh, $10 gives you all of the below, including an extended shout out up to one sentence and porn videos I record and send out once a month. $15 center tier, we have a new patron. Welcome, uh, Lucy, who says, Jazzy is a super awesome, amazing little sweetie. Thank you so much. And Kaneko, who writes, I am a pro pretender. I pretend to be a grown up all day. Precious. Uh, $15 gets you all the below. And also some, like, co-directorial input on what goes into the porn uh, once a month. And then $20 gets you... Oh. A last-minute shout-out from from Gray. Uh, in the $20 Deviant tier, gets you all of the below, including your name written on me for all the content. Uh, welcome back to Big C, Daddy Gray, who writes, Daddy Gray says he's proud of you. I love you too, sweetie. Oh, he sent me, he blew me a kiss from his desk. Uh, Jimmy Bell, who writes, Beans Squared, Joe, and Sluggy. Thank you so, so much, everyone. Uh, the Patreon just peaked over like 155 a month today, and that is 
That is unreal. Like, <clears throat> I keep saying I don't know what to say because I don't know what to say. It's amazing. Stay hydrated, kids. Okay. <clears throat> so, for this episode, I was thinking it'd be really fun to revisit the most popular episode by download statistics. And that was episode three, which seems like forever ago at this point. Uh, but that was called Diagnosed with ABDL. And of all the episodes we've done, that is the one that has like the, the most sheer amount of traffic to it and brought in the most people outside of our little circle here. So we are going to go through some Yahoo answers like we did on that original episode, one of the three original episodes that got launched on launch day, go through some more Yahoo answers about ABDL and really like revisit really kind of what set the foundation for the show as like a little special celebratory episode. And then we also have our regular questions as well. So this is the first one where um, we got the actual namesake for that episode. I'm sorry if I have like mouth sounds right now. I feel like I'm just like, <laughs> I feel like I sound gross in the mic right now because I'm like salivating because I'm hungry. Okay. <clears throat> Anonymous on Yahoo Answers asks, my boyfriend just told me he has ABDL. What does this mean? Explain everything with exclamation points and question marks. And then Anonymous, the favorite answer, says he doesn't, quote, have ABDL because it isn't a disease. I can't explain everything because every ABDL is different. In general terms, it means that he likes wearing and possibly using diapers. Um, it could also, wow, that is atrocious spelling. <laughs> That's really bad. It could also mean that he likes being treated as an infant or small child. And then the answer goes on from there. It's important to note that this was posted uh, eight years ago. And <laughs> this is definitely like a heritage post. There are a lot of Yahoo answers that are posted what seems like forever ago and everything. But, you know, this is fairly on the money. Um, it isn't a disease. One could argue that, oh, paraphilic infantilism. But also, as we have discussed, Freud is a dick. And it feels weird to throw a diagnosis-type term on a fetish and community and headspace and everything. But what does it mean to be diagnosed with ABDL? Um, like it said, censor et al. baby diaper lover, I'm not a huge fan of that acronym, as I said originally. Um, a more modern term is, uh, read that from Reddit. <laughs> no, Yahoo Answers. <laughs> Thank you, Brya. Uh, if you hear me reading off things from the chat, you can join us on our Discord server, by the way. That's a perfect little plug, wink. Um, you can just message me if you want to get into that. We keep it like pretty low-key and chill, so it's a safe place to hang out and everything. But... I'm not a huge fan of the acronym ABDL because I feel like it, it just seems like sterile in 90s in a way. Um, and also, I think because the term adult baby has really been ruined by like CSI in my stream detection and programs like that. And a more like modern term would be like 
little like I've seen that pop up more and more over the past 10 years, but they're, they're, it's all interchangeable in different expressions of very similar headspaces. But if you are like just listening to for, to, uh, to this episode as like your very first episode um, and you have no idea what ABDL is, here you go. Here's the episode for you. Um, like the poster said, stands for adult baby diaper lover. Um, it describes a group of people who are into age regression, consensual age regression, um, by themselves or with partners, possibly plural, uh, in which they regress their mindset, uh, backwards in time where they can feel more carefree and playful, insert any number of adjectives here so they can feel more thing and at home in their bodies and it's like a very like a lot of the time a very like innocent precious headspace a lot of the times it involves like toys and more simple foods like chicken nuggets and that sort of sort of that stuff like kids tv programming it can be like really really precious um obviously like every community on the internet there you'll probably meet creeps that's just, you know, a given. And that's part of being on the internet. But it's no more so than any other part of being on the web. It, it, it's definitely a community very much like the furry fandom in that there isn't more weird people than everywhere else in the world. It's just that we are all very, very um, validated in letting our weird flag fly. And that's really where we get our like individuality uh from and like our identities in the community it's a really really beautiful thing and if you're not familiar with it it this is a (laughs) this it's a cool community to like look into and everything there's a lot of really friendly people who are uh to certain degrees more excited to tell you about it than others (laughs) so definitely ask for consent first in that regard but there you go um also, if you're new to it, you may see the acronym TBDL. That stands for Teen Baby Diaper Lover. Uh, th- that does mean teens as an underage uh, kids um, getting involved in it. And a lot of people are very rightly squicked about that because part of ABDL, whether people want to admit it or not, there is it is very intertwined with power exchange dynamics and in order to engage in that with anyone, you have to be of the age of consent in order to do that. And that's like a very hard line that our show has like drawn that you have to be of the age of consent in order to consent to a power exchange dynamic. Does that mean someone can't like engage in age regression like in their bedroom by themselves. No, it's, it's totally fine, but you're putting yourself at risk going on the internet as a teen and being like, Hey everyone, I'm a little that it can get sus really, really fast and put a lot of people in danger. Uh, so Skywalker in the chat says, let me read this. Never go to any site whose sole point of the site is ABDL. I've had, a creep free experience on one of those sites. Never had that problem on say Twitter, uh, where there are creeps, 
but uh, they are harder to come in contact with. Yeah, that's true. Um, a lot of the pointed ABDL sites, you'll you'll find a lot of good information there than if you like look at the scattershot that is Twitter and everything. And I say that as a very um, involved Twitter.com user, as it were. Ooh, y'all counter is that one. Excuse me. Excuse me. Okay. So this one, <clears throat> this is another Yahoo Answers. Again, stay hydrated, kids. Which is usually where I would pass the, the talking stick off to my co-host here. Where I get a chance to take a drink, but we are just going to power on through it. Um, anonymous, six years ago, asked, ABDL question, please help? I'm a 16-year-old girl, red flag, and I want to start doing age play, parentheses, don't judge. I'm going to start slow with just a pacifier and a bottle. I go to the gym right after school, and there's a pharmacy right beside the gym. I'm going in my school uniform. Would it be suspicious and weird if a 16-year-old girl was getting a pacifier and a bottle, and I don't have enough money to get both? Which should I get? Please don't judge. Thanks in advance. P.S. My family isn't going to know. I feel like that is... I feel like that is a given. Um, but given that this asker is 16, the very initial thought is, yes, it is a little bit sus in that regard. And it's really good that this person asked it anonymously it, before like a creep would like come in to your ass and be like, hey, I'll help you get those items. It's... <clears throat> But in terms of answering this seriously, going in a school uniform, you know, that would definitely be identifying just as if an adult were to go in a college uniform or in a work uniform or that sort of thing. So it's identifying. And also, a lot of people wouldn't, like, look at it a weird way. They People would look at it not as, like, oh, you have a fetish. They would look at it as, like, oh, do you have a child at 16? And society, because of our very prudish standards, look down on teen parents, and it may cause some friction in that regard because, you know, the culture at large is prudish. So, you know, that, that, that would be, if I were responding directly to this person, that I think is what my answer would be is please be careful because you are a teen. And also, I definitely was there when I was a teenager, and there are, like, safe ways to do it and everything. Um, and also, I appreciate the P.S. my family isn't going to know. That's, <laughs> that's always good to know and a good precedent to set. Um, the next question, more Yahoo Answers. Uh, this was posted in the LGBT section eight years ago. I love my ABDL boyfriend, but how come he is so obsessed with the ABDL websites? Grammar is a little bit wonky, and I did my best with my dyslexia there. Thank you. Hold your applause, please. Shifting around in my chair. Get comfortable. Stay hydrated, kids. All right. <clears throat> Dear Jazzy, I have an ABDL boyfriend that I love, and I know he cares for me, but every night he has to check his email for ABDL chat requests. That's how you can tell how long ago this was, is checking email. Um, I have said that he can go and do the baby thing. <laughs> the baby thing. 
sure, uh, with someone, but he doesn't, but he won't do it because of me. Okay. Uh, I know that, I know that should make me happy, but I would rather him just go and do it, uh, every once in a while to get over it, uh, for a month or so. Okay. Respecting your partner's needs. I have no problem with his being an ABDL, but he is always online chatting with other ABDLs and it hurts me to have him want to do that instead of hang out with me. He's just so obsessed with chatting and he says that it is just talk. He never does anything with them, even though the messages are quite graphic a lot of the time. He wants me to join in with him. <laughs> you, <laughs> Daddy's chair just squeaked really aggressively and I got scared. Um... He wants me to join in with him and watch him with another adult baby. I told him no. I think I am being quite generous and saying he can go out and do it with someone, uh, but just leave me out of it. Uh, but that's not good enough. So he instead, he, oh, he is having explicit internet conversations all the time. He told me what he did in the beginning as an ABDL, and I was okay with it for a while. I think the whole ABDL life is cute. Really, especially when he is my little baby. But I am just now uh, seeing how detailed his conversations are online and how often he is having them. What did... Oh, <laughs> dyslexia moment there. What is it that makes a person so obsessed with these conversations? Perens, keep in mind, obviously, I'm pretty open to his being an ABTL, even though it was completely new to me until I met him, close perens. And how I can curve him from his internet obsession. I think <laughs> Skywalker coming in with oof in the chat. Um, I definitely think that this is a, a balance issue. I think first and foremost, what's really incredible about this is recognizing your partner's needs and your ability or inability to help with some of those needs like that's really good open communication and also the other partner is not giving you the writer what you need uh you need time to hang out with your boyfriend uh and he is always online and everything uh and this is eight years ago so obviously pre-covid so obviously <laughs> online all the time is you know, a little bit weird. Um, well, no, not weird. You know what I mean. But when you're living with your partner, completely shunning them for your phone screen at all hours of the day really feels suck. Um, definitely been there, definitely done that. And it just feels like garbage having it done to you. And when you realize you've done it to your partner, it feels even more like garbage. But in regards to this, this is probably happening because he doesn't understand the balance of needing to, you know, talk and be around and be with your partner, not even intimately, but just like domestically, just like be with and hang out with your partner and interface with them. That's such an important part of a relationship that this is getting uh, passed over on. And then this is also compounded with the issue, whereas a lot of ABDLs feel really, really lonely because our community, you know, is large and worldwide, but it's not that large. You don't 
meet another one of us walking down the street, like like a fellow LGBT person would meet me walking down the street. And then we would instantly have that connection like, oh, gay, what up? And, and it doesn't really happen. Meeting other ABDLs in real life doesn't happen all that often. So a lot of the time our community is kind of sequestered online until we have a event or a scheduled thing for us to show up to and like plan around that. So it can be really isolating to, for that to be part of your life and everything. So he's probably getting socialization in that way, but it's coming at the expense of spending time with the partner and that, that is an issue. And it sounds like a balance issue. And when it comes to getting into graphic detail, um, a lot of ABDL can read very, very graphic due to the nature of it, like involving like like someone like platonically changing someone's clothes or padding or describing <laughs> the state of the padding and everything. And then like even going into like, oh, I do this with the vibrator in little RP asterisks and everything. And obviously that's a little bit more than platonic, if you know what I mean. But a lot of aspects of it can read very graphic. And then there's that. And then also on the other foot, <laughs> I'm not in this scenario. So it totally could be like straight up fucking RP, in which case like hot. And also, <laughs> and also as long as that is discussed in everything, with you know between the partners it's technically fine until it isn't and then that just requires more communication and it's no big deal potentially and then you know that also is compounded with like oh i don't care if you go out and like hang out with abdl's irl and just do it but it sounds like that's not a thing that's happening so i'm going to chalk this one up to balance and communication um just talk to your partner say hey i feel neglected and it feels like crap more than anything that can really like hit your partner and like start a conversation on how to alleviate that that is what i have to say on that one uh the favorite answer i'm going to read this really quick uh well you may want to consider what would make a person an abdl in the first place oh wait no 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 fuck that <laughs> that's a bad fucking answer that's some Freudian stuff right there. Nope. Uh, no, Brian, it's not worth it. Trust me. Uh, but before I forget, Dear Jazzy is in part supported by this awesome gay erotic visual novel called Camp Buddy, which you can check out on at oddswithgod.com slash Camp Buddy to use our affiliate links there. That's th over 300 unique illustrations, fully voice acted, animated and interactive sex scenes it is it's it's fantastic i can't get enough of it and they just came out with an expansion pack and i'm just like i'm so ready for it and everything <laughs> i'm sorry was that too aggressive no <laughs> i like i took a hold of my desk and like shook it and then i realized i'm still not on camera but i talk with my hands and everything what's that look for i'm doing the camp buddy bit <laughs> I love you too. Um, 
So yeah, adhousewithgod.com slash campbuddy. That is where you can find our affiliate links and support the show. Outside of Patreon, that might be one of the best ways to support the show, actually. So there. I didn't forget it till the end this time. Hull suck shit. Uh, next Yahoo Answers, <laughs> nine years ago, asked in pregnancy and parenting adolescent. Uh, how do you make your parents put back in diaper? Update. I'm ABDL. I hate everything about this. <laughs> because once upon a time when I was a youngin, I asked the same question on uh, the A-Disc forum when they still allowed um, minors on there in the age of Signing up on the website was 13. It was eventually raised to 18, but that's a tale for another time and a tale that I have told on the show before. And I asked this same exact question. And the response was, um, you generally don't want to do this because it leads to a lot of really awkward conversations. And what a lot of people do is they wind up going the route of like, oh no, I started bedwetting again. I guess I need diapers. Uh-oh. And what that actually results in is trips to a psych to a psychologist asking like, why do you think what's happening in your dreams to make you do this? Or on the other hand, you go to a doctor's office and they said like, oh, we have to finger your asshole to make sure everything's fine up inside there. And then <laughs> none of that really sounds pleasant. Um, and everyone in the... Everyone, what the fuck? Anonymous answered shit on them like Nicki Minaj in all caps. <laughs> I fucking love Yahoo Answers. Um, but the favorite answer is start faking accidents, start with bedwetting and step up to wetting your pants on command. Good luck. Uh, no, don't do this. <laughs> the correct answer is bide your time until you're able to do that on your own and everything, because it is so much easier to do it that way. Trust me on that. Please trust me on that one. It sucks. I, I, I understand. I had to wait such a long time to to get back in. And it just is the waiting period is awful. But you'll be thankful that you do with time. Trust me on that one. All right. Stay hydrated, kids. I feel like that's another. Uh, I feel like I should add that to the Dear Jazzy Bingo card every time Jazzy has to rehydrate. Okay. So this is the last Yahoo answer before we get into uh, the, the regular questions. This is Elizabeth J. And, uh, asking in family and relationships, singles and dating, one decade ago. It literally says one decade ago, not 10 years ago. And that, that makes me feel like dust. Okay. My boyfriend's into ABDL. This is all lowercase, which is fantastic punctuation. So, never start your sentence with a predicate. So, my boyfriend is into ABDL. If you don't know what it is, then you shouldn't bother at answering this question. Shit, Elizabeth. <laughs> Just tell him what it is. 
Well, he told me about it and that he's not into the sexual aspect of it. And I told him I was fine with it. But in all honesty, it weirds me out. Out of curiosity, I read some of the fan fiction accounts huh? and looked at some of the art and it makes me sick. I love my boyfriend. I don't want to break up with him. But how do I learn to deal with this? Do I just ignore it or what? No, you, you don't ignore it. And because you can't ignore it because, you know, you'd be ignoring an aspect of your, your partner. And then you also don't want to make your partner not do it anymore because that will just repress it in them. And then it'll just come like screaming out later, like 10 times more severe <laughs> than before. So a lot of the, you know, I, I think the proper response here is like, if it truly does make you uncomfortable, have a conversation with your partner about it. Voice like, this is what makes me uncomfortable about this, this, and this. And then they can relay it back to you about like why that's relevant or irrelevant to ABDL as a whole. Um, sorry, I just got some weird feedback there. It turns out it was just me. I got scared. I thought there was like a ghost in the studio. <laughs> I got really scared for a second. Um, but yeah, just have a conversation and really ask, like, what is this about? Then what's going on in this piece? I, I need help. Like, do your research. You Your boyfriend is an ABDL, so you already have a certified expert, more or less, <laughs> to talk about, you know, what is going on in there. And if he's, you know, too awkward to talk about it with you maybe like ask yourself why like have i created a situation in which he doesn't feel safe to talk about this this part of himself and everything and really like question that um but i think the most important thing that he said is he's not into the quote sexual aspect of it which in in that case you know a lot of the stuff that might squick you could you know kind of be alleviated because, you know, I've read some pretty in intense ABDL fan fiction and seen some art in my day. And who golly. Yeah, no, if it squicks me, it definitely squicks a normie. So definitely have that conversation. Uh, the favorite answer is from Brandon one decade ago. Obviously, you don't have to do anything you don't really want to. Absolutely. But I think it would mean a lot to him if you tried it out at least once. Um, you know, I am absolutely for the principle of like, you know, try everything at least once if you want to with, with sex and fetishes and communities and power exchange. It's a little bit different than food, but if you feel safe and secure in trying something out at least once, you know, that what's, you know, you just got asked, you know, what's the worst that can happen, run that cost benefit analysis. And if you feel like you can hazard a try then go for it, um, that is the last of the Yahoo answers. Those were a lot better than the first round of Yahoo answers that we did a year ago. And we're just over the 30 minute mark. This is going to be a nice little quick listen here. Uh, we have four questions uh, submitted to the podcast inbox at dearjazzypodcast at gmail.com. And also in the questions for the show channel on our discord. Excuse me. All right, let's get hydrated again. This is difficult. This is the same problem I had with Twitch. It's just you're you're talking and you're talking and you run out of steam. It's so weird not having a co-host to pass off to. Okay, 
The first question is, Dear Horny Brigade, what kink do you think pairs best with ABGL that is not commonly paired with it? This is uh, this obviously disqualifies kinks such as power exchange, DDLG, humiliation, and similar fetishes. Personally, I'm a big fan of pegging, hashtag peggers, rope, and enemas. Thank you from Skywalker Ranch, he, him. I see you in the chat this evening. How are you? Um, personally, when it comes to pairing things up, I think uh, latex is super underrated when it comes to pairing that up with um, with age play and ABTL and everything. I think that can be really, really fun. Um, also, restraints, um, orgasm denial, edging. You can do so much with all... And you can even combine those into, like, one big, like, mega scene. You can also do... Um, you can also do... Why is it escaping me? Temperature play and sensation play by like putting things in the padding and everything and incorporate it into APTL and age play in that way. And that can be really fun. Uh, but personally, I think one of the best combos is orgasm, denial and edging because there's there's just a lot you can do there. And with that situation, it can be like really, really hot. So that is what I would say. Um Going to the next one. This is Dear Jazz Band Rar Extreme. Love it. Any workout tips for a girl looking to work out and lose weight without much muscle gain? I uh, love Co. The Curious Kitten. Pronouns she, her. Um, well, Co. From one trans girl to another, I totally uh, get this. You know, I also have a lot of dysphoria, or at least used to have a lot of dysphoria around my muscle mass. And I found that estrogen really, really helped with that and everything. But when it comes to, you know, you know, and I really like stayed away from exercising for a long time because I was afraid like it would just like completely shred my arms again and I would look like the Hulk. And I was really afraid of that for a long time. But one thing you can do that doesn't like make you like bulk up is cardio. And there's a lot of workout gurus on Instagram and influencers in that regard that will be like, Oh, cardio sucks. Fuck cardio. Uh, cardio is fun. <laughs> it's really nice to just go for a run or if you can't run around your neighborhood or you don't own a treadmill, you could even like run in place inside or do like any like degree, any way to get your heart pumping and keep it pumping is a, can be a lot of fun and also be really great exercise and to get your body moving. Um, another one that I really, <laughs> fuck, Brias has lots of sex. Yes, <laughs> sex was a fantastic workout. It absolutely will close your rings on your Apple Watch. Um, other, than, <laughs> other than sex and cardio, uh, the effectiveness of yoga cannot be understated. Just getting into a routine and doing it can achieve some pretty amazing results. And I say that as someone who does not have a set yoga routine, but really wants to. Um, it really can help like work out your muscles and your joints and your bones and help your body move in ways you had no idea it could. And while you are shifting and changing and things are happening with your transition, that can make easing into your new body a lot smoother. So that is what I would say. Uh, moving into the next question is also from Ko, uh, pronounced she, her. 
And she writes, uh, Dear Jazzy Potty Pals, what is the idea of being a porta pup or kitten? So why is the idea so hot? There we go. Read it right that time. Why is the idea of my diaper being used uh, by a bunch of bigs so hot and blushy in all the right ways uh, from Co. the no change allowed kitten? Um, it's really hot because, you know, it has to, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of things, right? It's being like demeaned down to and also like there's a bit of a uh objectophilia in there like you are like you are becoming something else like something lower than human and everything and it's just like oh you're no longer human you are you're my urinal and everything and that can be really really hot and something i really enjoy uh in terms of you know the other thing there's also something to be said for sensation play and also just piss in general (laughs) without without saying too much that is also just another freestanding fetish all on its own and also the idea of having multiple people you know kind of gives that feeling of like public use and utilitarianism that can be really hot um and just like multiple streams going on you at once you know i won't lie that sounds fantastic <laughs> so I, I i think that's why being a porta poppy is so fucking hot as an idea and i really appreciate that when took the time to make those tramp stamp porta puppy tattoos because those are just like fantastic in all the wrong ways and i love them uh so that's my theory and then the last question of the evening, like I said, this is a really, really fast episode. Um, we're just peaking over 35 minutes here. Um, this is from Anonymous submitted to the inbox. Uh, hey, what do you do when a relationship you had ends and you feel like crap from Anonymous? So I'm going to use they, them pronouns for you. Um, you know, this is a tough one because, you know, I have been in a couple of good relationships a lot of bad relationships. I'm currently in a fantastic relationship. Oh, I just, I just made him blush. Oh, that's precious. I can still see your blush. Okay. I love you too. (laughs) Um, but you know, even though I'm in a fantastic relationship now, I've been in awful (laughs) relationships and, you know, I, th- I think, you know, when you feel like crap, I, I, th- I think that's just part of the breakup process and everything. And, you know, it, it's just a very human reaction to be like invested in a human. And then suddenly the human is no longer there, no matter how dog shit the human may be. You know, all of a sudden there's now a lack of an entity in your life. And I, I think what was most impactful for me after my last relationship um i was talking to my therapist and i told them how i was feeling about all this and even though my partner was you know abusive to me and how just everything all the negative emotions that they made me feel how i was still in pain and now i was still crying about it because even though i was the one that broke off the relationship and everything so in all regards, I should, I should have felt happy, but I didn't. And I asked, you know, what's going on? And they said something so profound and it's just stuck with me. And what they said was, you're going through the grieving process. You're in mourning 
It may not feel like it, but you're mourning the death of a friend. You're mourning the death of someone who you thought you knew or someone who they used to be. And that person isn't there anymore. So in a lot of ways, it is, it's not like mourning, it is mourning. And this can happen in romantic relationships. This can happen in friendships ending even. You can mourn the loss of a friend that you aren't able to hang out with anymore, whether they no longer be in this mortal coil or they don't want to talk to you anymore. And I think, you know, mourning is one of the most human humbling experiences one can have. And I know that this is a very like introspective, very esoteric question here, but <laughs> we, we always do try to keep it very uh, bespoke on Dear Jazzy, no matter how silly we may be. But, you know, when you feel like crap after a relationship ends, you know, as a just just allow yourself to feel it because that's part of the process and to feel it, you know, is a reassurance that, you know, you're alive and that you're human after all. And obviously, like, don't lean into it to the point where you feel even worse. Like, by all means, if you need help, please talk to someone. But also, you know, allowing yourself to go through that process makes it easier and it prevents you from bottling up and making it way, way worse. Um, yeah, no, that, that, that's my advice on that one. And, uh, unless there are any last minute questions from the chat, I think we are good to start wrapping it up. I'm honestly pretty happy that we were able to get in and out in like 45 minutes. That, that was, that was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Um, so yeah, uh, I've been Jasmine Starshine. You can find me online at twitter.com slash littlejazzybaby. Uh, you can find me on Discord, uh, Jasmine Starshine hash 0001. Uh, that way you can join our Discord and get a part of our little community here. It is really chill. Um, oh, duh, patreon.com slash Jasmine Starshine. That's the best way to support the show and get you some rewards and everything. Wink <laughs> and everything. Um, I've been waiting to uh, produce some uh, backlog content that is owed because I just got a GoPro uh, for the holidays. I'm really excited to use that and upload the back catalog of stuff for the rewards. And it, it's it's going to be really, really cool. I can't wait to record and post those. Um, other than that, if you do not already, please check out The Usual Bet. Uh, they are our sister podcast, and I love them dearly. They have been on my show multiple times, and we've even done a couple crossover episodes. They are a fantastic uh, age play specific podcast that you should totally check out. Um, iTunes, Spotify, all the same platforms that I'm on, you can find them. Even in like the recommendeds, a lot of the time I've noticed. So yeah, uh, that's all I got. Last but not least, Dear Jazzy is an at oddswithgod.com production. Please visit us online at at oddswithgod.com. You can check out Camp Buddy there. You can check out the affiliate links there. You can check out the Patreon there. You can check out the merch store there. What? You can find everything about this show and everything else I make um, on at oddswithgod.com. And with that being said, I have been Jasmine Starshine, and this is the part where it goes, the co-host goes, and I have been co-host. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and we will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, and happy one year. Happy episode 50. I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> see ya. Check one, check two. How do I still sound? Bueno. Heck yeah. Thank you. Crispy creamy. <laughs>